0: Hey there everyone this is spencer michelle and welcome to your weekly astrology forecast for the week of october 14th through october 20th i uh, hope that you are doing okay after this uh fairly intense cardinal t square full moon that we experienced uh on the uh, 13th um yeah there's a lot lot going on in the skies here and being pulled in a lot of different directions but i think that uh, we are starting to see what needs to be done. And uh, hopefully we've started to think about what the, what the path is ahead and what we need to do to achieve some of the equilibrium that the Libra season is asking us to, to come into balance with. Um, this particular week, we have a number of aspects with Mercury. Uh, Mercury in Scorpio right now is going to be sextiling Saturn, trining Neptune, and then sextiling both Pluto and Saturn and then venus is going to be sextiling saturn sorry uh, we're going to also be experiencing a, a square from the sun to pluto which is echoing some of the themes that we were experiencing at the, the full moon here um, mars is going to be emerging from underneath the beams uh, so mars becomes visible and gives us a condition of of phasis, which is a an omen that is speaking very loudly in our lives and giving us kind of uh, some visibility to some martial things that we've been experiencing over the last few weeks as, as Mars has been underneath the beams of the sun. Um, that'll also give a little bit of extra oomph and boost to, to Mars-ruled things and Mars-ruled areas in our life. Um, because as, as we've studied in our videos here, when uh, a planet is under the beams or within 15 degrees of the sun, it has kind of a weakened quality to it. Uh, and uh now this is going to be kind of mars rising up from its sick bed so to speak having been kind of purified in the furnace of the sun and able to do a little bit more uh a little bit more of its you know action oriented type of uh you know forward movement we're also seeing a mutual reception between mars and venus uh in this week with uh, mars being in Libra and Venus being in Scorpio so they're kind of exchanging houses it's like a house swap Um, they do they are both in their exiles or in their their detriments so they're both in a sign that isn't very comfortable for them they're both in kind of a house that they're not really like you know Venus is being given knives and swords to try to make peace and Mars is being given fluffy pillows and fragrant abundant you know beautiful flowers to try to make war so uh an interesting image for that was you know kind of the flower being placed in the in the gun back in the in the 60s i think that's a really nice image for uh, this mutual reception um so we'll explore that a little bit in our in our video here um yeah and let's so let's dive right into our essential dignities here uh, we still have Libra moving through, I'm sorry, the sun moving through the sign of Libra, um, which is, is her or his fall or depression. Uh, this is kind of likened to the sun being kind of at the bottom of the wheel of fortune, not, not really uh, in a place where, where he can do his commanding, uh, authoritative uh, type of significations that he really wants to do that are kind of essential to his nature. There's a lot of compromise that needs to take place, and the king doesn't always uh, really enjoy compromise. So when we have a a solar presence trying to make compromise, um, that's going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, But that's what's being required of the sun right now: is is kind of weighing and measuring, um, like the scales would, and kind of coming into an equilibrium. Um, As the sun moves through the third decan of Libra. We're going to see an association with the Four of Swords, which is the uh, card, the tarot card associated with the last decan of Libra. This is a Jupiter ruled uh, decan according to the descending Chaldean order, uh, and we see sort of a figure here that's that's resting. He's at he's sort of at peace, and perhaps the the conflict of the second decan where we saw the the Three of Swords piercing the heart. Uh, maybe this is a rest from some of the strife. This is kind of the eye of the hurricane type of experience um where we're needing to find uh some of that internal center and that internal peace through you know making adjustments in our life uh the other image that i i saw that uh, is mentioned in the book 36 faces that i love to reference in these videos it's it's probably the best book on this this subject matter so it's 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 worth i know it's not in print yet but when it is make sure you get it okay and if not, just you know, follow Austin's work, and hopefully, I'll keep trying to spread the word for him here. Um, but he compares this deck into the gyroscope, where there's many different um, things trying to come into to balance, and to it's almost like a spherical motion, where really we've got the center of that sphere, uh, which is the, the the not really the tipping point, but kind of the point of of rest. And even though there's all these circles spinning around, there is one kind of place in the middle there that is kind of, you know, uh, maintaining that center. So I think that's one of the key themes of our week here: is how do we maintain our center? How do we make the adjustments that we need to make that will help us to feel this relaxed position, and you know, kind of move us away from some of the the conflicts that we may be experiencing, whether they're internal or external. In our life, so that's our four of swords for the sun in the third decan of Libra. Uh, Jupiter is still moving through the third decan of Sagittarius and will be for oh, probably another month and a half or so till about the end of November, uh, which is its domicile. Uh, it has triplicity rulership by the nighttime, still. Uh, so, Jupiter's still in pretty good shape, although there is. It's going to be moving into the bounds or the terms of one of the malefics fairly soon, uh, Saturn and Mars. So this is kind of like uh, Jupiter right now is playing by the rules of Mercury. So communication and kind of commerce and things like uh, using our intellectual faculties to to create bridges and to unify. Um, Yeah, Jupiter and Mercury are not necessarily the best of friends, but I'm sure that they can find a way to. Balance out their differences and find an equilibrium between them. Um, but yeah, when, when a planet moves into a, a bound of a malefic like Saturn and Mars, sometimes the rules that it has to play by are a little bit more difficult. There may be a little bit more conflict involved and things like that. So um, get well, the getting's good while Jupiter is still in, in good shape because Jupiter's going to be moving into uh, his fall or depression. In the sign of Capricorn at the end of November, and that's going to make Jupiterian stuff uh, a little bit more uh, well Saturnian, and and that may be a little bit it may be a little bit more difficult for Jupiter to bring about what it wants to to manifest out in the world, um, which is you know abundance, um, which is uh, growth, which is. Bridging the things that divide us, you know, Saturn is a planet that is all about the walls and the divisions and the boundaries, and Jupiter is one of the, the kind of sort of an antithesis to that because it's trying to overcome those things. So, um, you know, we've got a, a six weeks or so of, of decent Jupiter before it gets a little bit more rough sledding with that with that change. Uh, Saturn, uh, the uh, the Lord of Time and Karma. Is still in its home domicile of Capricorn, the nocturnal temple of uh, Saturn, um, where it's very earthy, it's very practical, it's very, uh, you know, rooted in some of the material realities that we're dealing with. And we're having to uh, practice our, you know, our necessity. Saturn was associated with the concept of Ananke, which was also called necessity. And these are the things that we don't necessarily want or like doing, but we kind of have to do to, to move our lives forward. And this may be part of like, how are you making a plan for your life? How, what kind of long-term vision are you enacting? And what kind of practical, detail-orientated, grinded out work do you have to do to, to really make it a reality? And that's something that is supported right now. Saturn is, is supported by being in that, his own sign. He's got every resource that he needs to do that job. Uh, one of the things we talked about, I've been teaching an a astrology class in my local area, and we talked about when a planet is in its own domicile or in its own home temple, it's being provided with every resource it needs to uh, enact its essential nature. And right now in the sign of Capricorn, uh, Saturn's being giving everything it needs to, to you know, either break down the old structures in our life or build up the new ones, to set healthy boundaries, uh, to do the work that is necessary. Um, so that's our Saturn for this week. Venus has uh, just moved into Scorpio as of last week, which is her exile or detriment. Um, yeah, it's a tough place for Venus because Venus is being given the implements of war to try to create harmony. She, what, what her essential nature and her philosophical outlook and what she wants to bring about into the into the world is peace and balance, um, beauty, and she's been given uh, tools that sever, separate, cut, and uh, you know are intensely passionate with desire. And want to move straight ahead rather than let things come to her so that's a difficult place for for Venus she does have some triplicity dignity by in the daytime so because uh, Venus is the daytime ruler of the water sign so while Venus is in Scorpio she does have some dignity by triplicity and as we move through the week uh, she will be moving into her own terms or bound uh, which is 7 degrees to 11 degrees of Scorpio. So she will be able to follow her own curriculum, so to speak. So even though she's not being given the the resources necessarily that she may desire to bring about her signification, she will still sort of get to set the the terms. And what do we mean by that, setting the terms? Well, when a planet is in Venus's bounds, Venus, you know, wants to have harmony, wants to have balance, wants to have manners decorum Uh, so it may be important for you to follow uh, the kind of you know rules of venus of letting things come to you and letting your your ability to create social harmony through your gracefulness uh, that may be the path to your goals and in relationships this week and of course there's a mutual reception with mars so even though each of those planets is in a place that it's not necessarily comfortable it's exchanging resources it's like i think with this mutual reception this is kind of like you're in uh a a friend not necessarily a friend but maybe almost like an enemy's home Uh, and begrudgingly you're like all right i guess my enemy's in my house and you know i have to tell them where everything is because i'm in their house too and and if i want to know where anything is here. I'm. I need to cooperate. Um, So this is kind of like a, almost like a reluctant pairing, I think, between the two of them. But at the end of the day, they have a mutual interest in cooperating with one another because they're each in each other's temples. So it's kind of like you. You might be worried that uh, somebody you don't like will mess up your house if you don't, you know, tell them where the stuff is or how to get the resources that they need, uh, and vice versa. And they may also be sort of paranoid about that. So. There may be a, a, a cooperation that's happening based on uh, potentially some either some paranoia or uh, feeling like you well I have to cooperate or something worse is going to happen. Um, so that's that's kind of the vibe I, I get from this mutual reception between Venus and, and Mars. Um, so yeah, Mars is still moving through the first decan of Libra, uh, its exile. Sometimes we may feel like we're a little bit uh, wishy-washy and indecisive with this Mars. Um, people will tend to try to take someone else's perspective into account first before they take action, and that can that can really lead to a little bit of a, a hesitation for taking action. Um, so keep an eye on that. That may be something that you're feeling where you're going back and forth and you're like, well, I don't know about this decision or... And Venus is going to be helping with that because Venus right now is kind of like, let's just do it. I'm going to get, get to the point, right? So that may alleviate some of that indecisiveness. Um, and the same thing with, with Mars. Mars is kind of alleviating a little bit of the aggression that, that Venus may be feeling uh, in her sign of, of, of uh, Scorpio this week. Um, so balancing it out, it's like the gyroscope, right? We're finding the equilibrium between those two extremes. Uh, Mercury is in the second decan of Scorpio and going to have rulership by bound or term. So Mercury is going to be able to play by uh, his own rules between 11 and 19 degrees of Scorpio. Still have a very, um, you know, a very detective orientated Mercury where we're trying to uncover the mysteries, where we're going and trying to find depth. Uh, We're relying on our intuition and really trying to maybe uh, uncover the, the secrets or the underlying causes um, behind things this is a great time to just get to the heart of a matter and have a really uh, in-depth conversation with the people that you care about um, we may be you know processing um, you know a little bit darker themes and and a little bit things associated with the things that we have to let go of in our life or possibly uh, a death of, of an old way of being or perhaps you know even you know physical things that are passing out of our lives and this is something that is gonna be supported with Mercury right now. Um, the other thing that is gonna be happening is Mercury is gonna be provided for by Mars. So there may be some discussions of Marshall related things on how to extricate yourself from a situation that may not be working for you anymore. Um, talk a little bit about the second in of Scorpio and the card associated with it. We've got the Six of Cups here where we see two figures kind of exchanging some sort of resource here and working together uh, to bring about some sort of beauty. I mean, you can see this with the, the flowers and the cups. Um, this one's a strange card. This is one that I've always kind of struggled with, find meaning with. Uh, there are books that describe this as innocence. Um, there are ones that like Austin describes this Deccan as a mutual distillation where, you know, desire has finally found a partner and then there's this exchange of resources and this exchange of like passion and and, and sometimes an exchange of poison. So it's kind of like merging, like there's a merging quality to Scorpio or there's a real independence quality, I think, to the, its opposite Taurus. Um, so this might be about teaming up and partnering with the people in our life and really maybe going further. Uh, as part of a team um, than we could just by ourselves, and really trying to find ways to cooperate and things of that nature. So I think that you know, with, with Mercury being in the second decade of, of Scorpio this week, it may be important to start having conversations on how do you merge resources, how do you merge your idealism and your, your skill sets with other people, And potentially that could really lead to some fruitful conversations. I think going it alone this week is probably going to lead to more difficulty. We kind of, at this last full moon, we we kind of, you know, had to experience the tension between that Aries moon and like wanting to really drive forward on our own and on our own volition and having to make some compromises with the sun in Libra. And we're going to be seeing, you know, the, the, the fallout from that really this week we're still going to be in the full moon phase at the beginning of the week um, which lasts for a few days after the actual perfection of the full moon um, but you know it's it's kind of seeing like well how do we resolve that tension because Pluto is in the mix too. Pluto is squaring both of the lights so a lot of stuff bubbling up from underneath the surface as we try to create a compromise between our own needs and the needs of others um, the moon this week is fairly strong. Uh, it is starting to wane a little bit after the full moon, um, but it is moving through the sign of Taurus, which is its exaltation, where it's kind of at its best. Um, it's being honored for its ability to bring about uh, lunar signification, so promoting growth, patience, stabilizing the emotions. So after a very emotional uh, weekend we might be feeling a little bit more stable afterwards as the moon moves into Taurus and kind of grounding us in the practical reality that that exposed. Um, whenever we have a full moon, we kind of things come to light and there's new things that we have to take into consideration and make adjustments towards. And as we move into the disseminating phase, we're going to be able to put those things into action that we learned and maybe you know spread the the good the good news or you know kind of, you know, share what we've learned with other people, that's really a disseminating quality. We're like spreading the seeds, so to speak. Uh, when the moon moves into uh, Gemini uh, in the middle of the week, it is Peregrine, so it loses a little bit of dignity after that exaltation. Um, the moon also had triplicity by the nighttime in Taurus, so it's got a little double whammy. And as it moves through its third decan of Taurus, it also has dignity by decan or face. So really nice moon at the beginning of the week, which is kind of like Monday and Tuesday, and then it, it loses a little power, uh, gets a little bit more intellectualized when it moves into Gemini. It's going to be in Mercury's, bound, Mercury's sign uh, or Mercury's temple. So it may be a little bit more social qualities. But with Mercury still in Scorpio, it may be kind of a, a time to really do your research and to have those tough, deep conversations that you need to have. Um, and at the very end of the week, the moon moves into Cancer, which is its temple or its domicile. Um, It also has rulership by face in the last decade at 20 to 30 degrees of Cancer. Um, So we're going to see, you know, kind of a roller coaster moon week where it's going to be up. It's going to have a little dip in the middle and then it's going to have a little bit more strength again. The only issue we're seeing really with the moon in in, um, Cancer is it's going to be making squares to our Libra and our uh, Capricorn planets. So we're going to kind of get a little bit of a taste of that full moon t-square that we had over the weekend again when cancer uh, becomes the temple of the moon okay so let's go through our aspects here let's take a look at our chart see what we've got see if we can power through all right so this is monday Uh um, this is not monday here we go no not ours there we go there's monday Okay, so Monday, you can see that we are experiencing a sextile between Mercury and Saturn. Okay, So here's our sextile between Mercury and Saturn. That's our really big non-lunar aspect of the beginning of the week. Uh, well, that, <laughs> that that and the perfection of the square between Pluto and the sun. This is actually gonna be happening fairly simultaneously. So let's talk about them sort of together. Okay, so you can see that that's kind of happening. Uh, this is gonna be very early in the morning on Monday. So this is kind of just the, the uh, culmination of some of the energies we were feeling over the weekend with the full moon. Um, and some, when when Mercury makes a sextile to Saturn, Uh, Our ability to focus mentally is going to be improved. We'll have a little bit more discipline in our thinking. We may have a little bit more common sense and realism, be a little bit more pragmatic. Uh, We just experienced a set of squares between all of the the faster moving planets and Saturn and Pluto from the sign of Libra. Um, And now we've got a sextile. So, uh, the squares were of the nature of Mars uh, in the Thema Mundi. We could, you know, I won't bust out the Thema Mundi here, but in the, in the natal chart of the world, <clears throat> excuse me, each of these planets had like a, a home domicile and there was an aspectual relationship between the two of them. And the Mars ruled sign was uh, four signs away here from the, the lights. Okay, so like, let's say I had the sun here and then I had a Mars ruled sign down here. This isn't what it looks like in our chart here, but that was kind of the, the rationale for why we're talking about the squares being of the nature of Mars. Well, the sextiles were of the nature of Venus because of the same thing where the, the Venus ruled signs were, were two signs away from the lights, So you could see like something like this, two signs away, there was another light right here. This is like the moon and then Venus sign would be here. The Mercury signs would be right next to it. This is the theme of Mundi, okay um So those sextiles are of the nature of, of Venus, and which wants to bring things together, which are supportive, which are you know it, it helps us to harmonize things. So Mercury is sort of the intermediary between the Sun and the and Saturn right now. So that's what's going to be giving us some some help. So to be able to fill it, facilitate some sort of practical, pragmatic, focused, disciplined conversation by getting really to the heart of things. Is going to help us alleviate that power struggle between the sun and Pluto. Uh, so some of the themes with sun square Pluto, uh, intensity, drive, ego, and shadow, um, power struggles with authority figures, uh, perhaps a, a ruthless authority figure, uh, some obsessive tendencies we might have, a willingness to get on top uh, with, you know, at all costs or or without any uh, without caring about the consequences and, an urge to dominate um, and control others, excuse me, remember Pluto was the lord of the underworld, and when he wanted something, he came above the surface and he took it. I mean he would just abduct people right uh, so one of the things that you know I think with this is how do we let go of control and trust in our higher power our higher selves to to maneuver us through the ups and downs of life, rather than getting too like, you know, I don't know, uh, obsessive about what we want. Uh, this can also lead to um, some darkness with, you know, paternal authority figures, like the sun representing kind of the male commanding father figure type of thing. And when it comes in contact in the difficult aspect with the Lord of the Underworld, that could, you know, potentially. Supercharge the the people in our life that are giving those orders, and you know perhaps expose some of the the underbelly or the 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 dark side of that. Uh, anytime Pluto comes up to the surface, you know it's kind of a, a a shocking revelation, right? Where it's like, oh boy, I didn't know that was hiding underneath the ground, right? Think of a, a volcano, where when the volcano finally erupts. You're like holy crap there was this really destructive force right underneath my feet and everything seemed calm but it erupted and destroyed everything uh so just be careful of that at the beginning of the week here um especially the sun is you know the sun's not in the greatest shape the sun is not at its best the sun is weakened by this so uh this is this is something we're gonna have to watch out for just remember when a volcano erupts though after what is destroyed uh, you know, finally starts to settle down and the, and the magma starts to cool, that becomes very fertile soil for, for new growth. Um, so if, if there's something that bubbles up from underneath the surface and it feels destructive at first, um, try to trust in the process and realize that, that that destruction might be a part of a larger cycle that is helping to move you forward to more fertile ground and, and to more growth within your life. Okay. At the end of the day, let me clear this for a minute. At the end of the day, around 10 o'clock or so, we're going to see a an conjunction <coughs> after the, the moon moves into Taurus here between the moon and Uranus. So we've been talking about Uranus cycles being activated by the moon, uh, whether through you know opposition when the moon moves through Scorpio, by square when she's moving through Aquarius or Leo. Um, and here we have the conjunction with the moon and Uranus in Taurus. So this is kind of, again, asking us to really be innovative in our thinking. Um, it may bring a few surprises in the Taurus area of our life. I, you know, I talk about the moon as like a, a trigger point, something that is bringing something into manifestation. So maybe you'll have a new way of doing something in the Taurus ruled area of your life, or you have a, maybe a little bit of a surprise in that area of your life, too. Um. Again, I think the key is to kind of go with the flow and and really be open to some kind of new Promethean inspired way. Like Prometheus was the fire bringer. He gave, you know, a, a really useful tool to humanity. And yes, he may have suffered for it, but uh, eventually that became a very, uh, something that helped move humanity into a position of of power and of pro- progress, I guess, if you want to call it that, in in the myth. Um, so think about if you can submit to the Promethean fire and recognize that what comes to you may be showing you the way towards uh, a much more efficient or effective way of doing things in that area of your life. All right, let's go back to the next day. Let's see if we can get our chart moving here. It doesn't want to move. There we go. All right, the next day is Tuesday, October 15th. Uh, on the 15th, we are still within that full moon phase. Okay? You know, we, we're going to consider it a full moon phase by the eightfold uh, path of the moon, or the eight phases, um, 180 degrees of the opposition to 135 degrees behind the sun. So it isn't quite out of that full moon uh, kind of you know, phase yet. So we're still seeing some of the revelations happen in the fallout. It, it, sometimes it doesn't always, we don't always get all of the information right away at the full moon. It takes a little while to kind of, you know, parse it out and and figure out, okay, this is what I really have to deal with. This is what is happening and kind of making sense of it all. So I think that's part of the, the first couple of days of our week here. Uh, we are going to be seeing an opposition between the moon and Venus on this day. So, we've got uh the moon going to be opposing venus at about 8 degrees of taurus and scorpio um just activating some of the venusian uh you know qualities of our life um and really highlighting the scorpio and taurus axis uh this is going to be true later in the day when the moon makes an opposition to mercury too so uh there may be some some challenges because the oppositions are of the nature of Saturn, between your desire to move forward in a new innovative way, because Uranus is sitting there in the Uranus, I'm sorry, in the Taurus area of your chart, and your your need to communicate and make compromises and, and to cooperate with Venus and Mercury there in the Scorpio ruled area of your chart. Uh, the merging aspects, it's sort of like a a challenge of independence versus working uh, on a deep level with others with Scorpio. Also, there's some qualities of birth and death on this because, you know, Taurus is associated with the life-giving quality of spring. And, you know, Scorpio was the, t- the time of years, you know, in the Northern Hemisphere where the veil of life and death was the thinnest. So there might be some some challenges of figuring out how to promote growth and, and perhaps how to let go of the things in your life. So um, keep an eye on that on Tuesday. Uh, the moon will be making a supportive trine to Saturn and Capricorn in the mid-afternoon, about 4.44 p.m. That's a nice little angelic number there. Uh, and then the other big aspect of this day is that we will have a trine between Mercury and retrograde Neptune. So you can see here in our chart, uh, I'm not going to annotate it, but we've got Mercury at 15 degrees, almost into 16 degrees, and as it goes into 16 degrees of Scorpio, it will make a trine to Pisces, uh, 16 degrees where Neptune is sitting. Okay, so what is that? What, what, what kind of vibe might we expect from that? Well, uh, Neptune, of course, is giving us a little bit of a, either a transcendent quality, but also an illusionary quality. Uh, it could be associated with the delusions in our life. It could be an, a very, an, an idealism that comes into play. Uh, we may feel a little bit more open. It's, you know, Neptune is a dissolver of boundaries. So it's kind of like, you know, we, we don't know what's what. It mixes everything into a, a big soup or a big ocean of consciousness. Uh, so open-mindedness, intuition, insight, inspiration, idealism, Uh, perhaps cloudy thinking or misunderstandings. It is a trine, so perhaps trusting our intuition on this day is probably the way to go. Uh, Surrendering to our emotions may also be uh, something that will help support the communications in our life. This may be the type of aspect where you don't necessarily have to verbalize what you're feeling. This is uh, maybe where the body language comes into play, and it's really important you can just sit and be with someone and kind of exchange this kind of presence with one another. Uh, there's lots of ways that human beings communicate that aren't necessarily verbal, and we may be able to start tapping into that on Tuesday especially. Um, the qualities of compassion and transcendence and tolerance uh, are, are supported on this day. Um, we may have, be experiencing a very fertile imagination Um, This can also, on the flip side, that we could be a little bit, you know, with Mercury and Scorpio, we may be a little paranoid and our our imagination may get away with us. We have to be careful not to get lost in a a daydream or negative thinking. Um, We may be a little bit overly subjective in our thinking too and and have an emotional coloration to our conversation. So, So just be careful to not get too lost in the emotions um you know really use that nice trine from the moon to saturn to keep your feet on the ground and to you know find the the practical solutions to some of the more intuitive qualities of your life it may be a great, good day to cre- create some art though and to express yourself maybe in a non way through painting or through color through motion through movement something where you can let things flow maybe watercolor though that, that might be a fun thing watercolors are tough to work with but on this day It may be just the ticket. All right, so that is Tuesday. On Wednesday, the 16th, we are moving from a moon in Taurus to a moon in Gemini by the very end of the day, and this is the beginning of our disseminating phase. Okay, so a couple things this day. We have very early in the morning, the moon is trining Pluto. Uh, you can see here at twenty degrees of Taurus, it will be trining pluto um, so you know supporting some of those transformational changes that w- that we 're experiencing when things are bubbling up from the surface in the uh, structural parts of our life, Capricorn being the skeletal structure right the plans the the blueprints of our life the the long term kind of like you know you know architectural um, you know and you see like those yeah the blueprints are the right word for it where you see a big architectural plan and you're like all right this goes here and this goes here here's the instructions here's how I'm gonna to, you know play everything out from one step to the next day to day week to week month to month and you may be getting some support for uh, renovating that plan uh, when the moon is making a, a trine to it um, so it's a good time for you know cleaning things up for reorganizing things If something isn't working or if something's clogged up, it's a a good time to get unstuck. Remember, we talked about Pluto with the clogged toilet and the plunger. Um, This may be a great time to just, you know, get get unstuck with the the clogged sinks of your life uh, with that trine happening very early in the morning on Wednesday. Um, A couple other things that are really interesting about this day is Mars is going to be emerging from under the beams. Huzzah! So you could see here, there is a 15-degree uh, arc of separation between the Sun and Mars. And this is a really important uh, kind of time marker in the, the solar cycle of Mars. So anytime we have a planet like Mars, Venus, Mercury, when they spend a lot of times underneath the beams of the Sun where their significations are hidden where they're doing a lot of the work behind the scenes. And what happens when they emerge from the beams is a lot of the work that we've been doing behind the scenes starts to become more visible, just like the planet becomes visible in the sky or the star becomes visible in the sky. So we can take that very literally. So a lot of the work that we may be doing with Mars in the Mars ruled area of our chart, either in, in the Scorpio house, okay, or in the Aries ruled house here, or very literally in the Libra ruled house where Mars actually is, uh, we may see some movement in those those particular topics in our life. In this particular chart it be you know emerging in the twelfth house, uh, which would be ruling the first and ruling the sixth. So there may be some sort of, you know, I don't know, revelation in this Scorpio rising chart about letting go of something, uh, and it would be related to uh something very personal to the native and then perhaps uh, a routine that they have to, to enact um, or an injury or an illness or something where they're working with employees or people who are of service to them with the sixth house significations. And it might be something where they have to let go of something uh, since the 12th house is kind of that, you know, moving away from power, right? So that's just one example of how we could see uh, an event occurring uh, with the Mars emerging from the beams um, so just really pay attention on this day this happens um, When is this it's about five o'clock in the evening that it's really gonna be I- exact so on Wednesday evening something really important you really pay attention on Wednesday evening because that's gonna really tell you uh, how it's gonna be a progress report for the the Mars stuff in your life okay the other interesting thing is at the same time that Mars is emerging from the beams, the moon is going to be conjoining a fixed star called Algol at about 26 degrees. And this was one of the very malefic fixed stars associated with um, Medusa and kind of losing one's head. So, this may be there's a potential that we may find ourselves in an argument uh, when Mars emerges from the beams, or we may feel very emotional about something that that some news that we get. And it's I would suggest not to lose your head on um, to try to stay balanced and try to stay focused on what you want and the outcome rather than getting, you know, a little crazy or or flying off the handle or things like that. I always kind of keep track of where the, the really important fixed stars are when the moon's moving through stuff because, you know, sometimes those things can trigger some conflicts. And alcohol is not a not really one to mess with. It's, you know, something where Uh, It's kind of can be very violent. So just be very careful of that and try not to try to keep your wits about you if you can when when Mars is making its emergence as a morning star and you can see as a morning star. What I mean by that is it's emerging uh, if this was the horizon over here on the east when the sun rises, we're now going to be able to see Mars before sunrise or just as the sun is rising it's now visible whereas when the sun was rising before we couldn't see mars because it was hidden underneath those very strong rays of the sun or the beams of the sun but now we're going to be able to see mars in the morning in the very early morning so hence it is a morning star all right so that is wednesday on thursday the 17th uh moon is still in gemini remember i said in the beginning of our video that the moon loses a little bit of dignity in Gemini. Uh, you know, it's not as strong as it was in Taurus. Uh, we may feel a little bit more social, a little bit more communicative, um, but we may feel a little more scattered. Our energy may be split in a lot of different directions. Our, our emotions may be up and down. Um, with Mercury moving very quickly, instead of that stable Taurus energy, we may just be uh, chewing on our emotions, and our minds may be very active, a lot of chatter. Um, as a cancer son myself, uh, I really feel the moon changes, and whenever there's an air sign moon like, you know, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, I actually have trouble sleeping because my mind just won't shut off. Uh, I get a little bit of—I don't know if it's anxiety, but it's just a lot of mental stimulation. And how do we deal with that? Well, you know, how do we process those thoughts? Maybe it's through writing, maybe it's through talking with a friend, maybe it's just through Emptying the cup, really. Emptying the, all of the thoughts out into something so that they're not banging around in the head all day long. All right, That, that could be something a way to keep healthy uh, when you're experiencing a, a more of an air sign moon if, if you have difficulty when that happens. We are going to see one aspect on Thursday that's going to perfect, and that is the trine between the moon and Mars. And these are sect mates. So the moon uh, is of the nocturnal sect, and Mars is also of the nocturnal sex, So these are planets that are cooperating to bring diversity and change into the world. So perhaps you may have some discussions that will help, be, help promoting some of the positive changes in your life that you want to take place. So with the trine, they're going to be working together in a, in a very cooperative fashion on Thursday. And that perfects really about 3.11 p.m. in the afternoon. Okay, and f- on Friday... Friday the eighteenth, uh, moon is still in Gemini. We still have the disseminating phase where we may be distributing ideas. The end of the week is great for maybe uh, you know sharing something you've learned, teaching something to somebody else, uh, having a conversation about the revelations that you experienced through that cardinal T square over the weekend with the full moon. Um, you know maybe it's a great time to you know participate in advertising your business or your service or or communicating on on social media in a positive way Um, just really sharing is is kind of very supported at the end of the week here as we move into friday the moon is going to make a square to neptune retrograde neptune very early in the morning at 16 degrees uh, which could lend a little bit of a emotional quality to our thinking It, it could you know could there could be a little bit of a disconnect between our thoughts and our feelings we may get a little bit of confusion uh that comes in uh, maybe we have an idea that runs into uh some wishful thinking and we we have some trouble bringing it into reality that's always a danger when we have a moon uh neptune square um so you know just be careful in the very early hours that you're not getting too unrealistic with your ideas uh as we move forward through the day uh the moon is going to be making a trine to the sun at 10:14 uh, that 's in the evening before that happens let 's get we'll get to that later. The moon is opposing Jupiter at twenty degrees of Gemini and Sagittarius, and that 's at 1.58 eight p m on Friday the fifteenth on uh, eighteenth sorry Friday the eighteenth um, so that's a nice positive uh, type of thing after we have a little bit of the early morning head fog, uh, we may be experiencing uh, a need to balance out the Jupiterian area of our life and the uh, the the Gemini Mercury ruled area of our life, um, potentially that could be very stimulating where air is is adding fuel to the Jupiterian fire. Um, but again, when we have oppositions, sometimes we run into roadblocks. Uh, but also, it's we're being asked to you know make compromise and equilibrium. So look at the Sagittarian and Gemini area of your chart. In this case, in this Scorpio rising chart that we have here, it would be through you know expansion of your own resources and your own ability to support yourself and how you share things with someone else that that may be something that that comes up on friday Uh, let's say it was across the fifth and 11th house axis and you had jupiter in the fifth and a leo rising chart you may be experiencing uh, maybe a little bit of a uh, a push and a pull between the groups that you're associated with and your own personal expression and creativity uh, and that may be something that you have to try to find ways to harmonize, um, but generally, even even difficult aspects with benefics um, can bring about some positive things. So I wouldn't be too afraid of that one. Um, at the end of the day, on, at ten fourteen p.m., the sun, the moon is going to be making a trine to uh, the Libra sun at twenty five degrees. So that's when the two lights are in in communication with one another in a harmonious relationship. Um, so the our rational mind and our subconscious are very uh, working together. So we may be in harmony with kind of the hidden parts of ourselves and the one, and how we are uh, actually thinking about these things consciously. So that's a good opportunity to kind of, you know, be in touch with your true feelings and to take action on, on the things that are really important to you without feeling um, kind of a, you know, a disconnect between the, the hidden self and the conscious identity. As we move into Saturday, October nineteenth, uh, the moon is going to move into Cancer very early in the morning at 6:43 a.m., which is its home domicile or its home temple. Uh, another interesting way of thinking about planets and signs is like a feudal manor or an estate. So in this case, the moon is the lord of the manor of Cancer, uh, and those feudal estates were not just houses, but was like entire like you know. I don't know, there was all sorts of land associated with it, with different re- natural resources. So what would the temple or the estate of Cancer look like? Well, it'd be very nurturing. It'd be probably very abundant. It'd be very comfy, right? So and then when the moon is in the, in that uh, temple or that on that estate, uh, it's being provided with everything it needs to nurture others. Maybe there's lots of good food. Maybe there's a lot of, uh, you know, compassion and understanding um, perhaps there's a lot of patience with the moon there because nurturing, you know, and being a good caretaker takes a lot of patience. Whereas if the moon is in, I don't know, moon is in Aries or something like that, it might not be as comfortable. It may be a little bit more impatient. It might not be receiving all of the things that it needs. Uh, if it's in a Saturnian temple, uh, that's associated with, with death, right? So we're <laughs> in darkness and coldness and aloofness and, you know, it may not be as easy for the moon to nurture in a very aloof and cold way. Uh, This is a lot of things, I I have um, a couple of clients that have um, the moon in Capricorn, and and a lot of them had sort of distant mothers uh, that were, you know, had expectations for them rather than unconditional love. So that's where we, we have like boundaries that are put in place where a mother's love, you know, sometimes we think of it functioning better uh, with without those expectations and without that conditionality to it, so that's something to think about as we as the moon is is you know getting powered up in the sign of Cancer. It's also going to be making a sextile uh, in the early afternoon, three forty-seven p.m. Actually, mid-afternoon to retrograde Uranus. Um, so that's a very fertile combination where we have uh, this, a water sign moon and an Earth sign Uranus. So Perhaps you'll be able to water those very innovative ideas uh, in, a, in a harmonious way that you've come up with when you, you're reviewing kind of the systems and how you use your resources in, in, your, in your life. Uh, think about this as, a, you know, you've got a watering can with the moon and cancer with a lot of good vitamins in it. And you've got this, this beautiful new plant that's you know, going to help you to manifest uh, like some kind of fruit that when you eat it, you'll have some great new ideas. So you'll be watering that with that that Cancerian moon. And, uh, you know, it's a nice relationship. Uh, Mercury will be making a sextile to Pluto in the evening around 6 o'clock p.m. from Scorpio to Capricorn. Now, in the weeks previous, we had a square between Mercury and Pluto. So those two planets were in conflict with one another. And now they're they're harmonizing with one another at 20 degrees of Scorpio and Pluto. So you can see that you know our thinking may be we may be really able to probe the depths of our our psyches and our consciousness. And this is a great aspect for uncovering a mystery and what you find may be able to be incorporated into your life in a more positive manner. So th- this can also lead to a little bit of You know, obsessive thinking, but but that that ability to sustain concentration may may have benefits in your life with the sextile between Mercury and Pluto. So this is a good time to do research, to get some mental work done, to really maybe go into the look into the structures of your life and see if you can make a new plan. Um, If you can like really root out, uh, you know, this is a great like I the image that came to mind now is like if you have a sliver in your finger, this would be a great time to just like finally get rid of the dang thing, right? And the, the relief that you feel by getting rid of the obstruction that may have, you know, wormed its way deeper into there causing pain. So this may be a, a healing aspect, um, but it may come through some hard work. Okay, and the last day of the week on Sunday, the 20th, this is a week where we have kind of uh, a bookend of lots of aspects. We had a lot of aspects on Monday and Tuesday, and then we have a, a pretty busy Sunday here with Kind of in between, uh, a little bit less activity. Uh, So, Sunday the 20th, moon still in Cancer, disseminating phase, uh, a ton of moon, a ton of lunar aspects. Because what happens on Sunday here is the moon is basically reenacting that T square that we had at the full moon, but instead of coming at it from the Aries angle, it's coming at it from the Cancer angle so we may be revisiting some of this these themes that came up the previous weekend but from a slightly different position in our life from the maybe from the cancerian part of our life so if like in this scorpio ruled chart there was something uh that came up in the sixth house of like maybe an accident or like an illness and we were dealing with the tension that it caused uh maybe in our You know, immediate environment in our neighborhood and in our with a short journey with this third house Saturn, and then it caused perhaps like a feeling of, oh, I don't know, hopelessness with this 12th house Sun, or we had to submit or surrender, we had to let go of control with this 12th house Sun. Okay, at this point in this chart, in with the Cancer moon, it may be associated more with our belief system with the ninth house moon. With uh, a long distance journey creating some tension in those other areas of our life, but still cre- you know we're going to be experiencing that tension so the moon is going to be making a square first to Mars uh, from cancer to Libra. so we are going to be you know it's maybe asking us to find an equilibrium uh, within the the more domestic areas of our life uh, we may have, this may coincide with some sort of domestic conflict too or we have to make a compromise. We have to use all of our, our you know, Libra balancing skills uh, to to find some sort of equilibrium in that domestic area of our life ruled by that moon in, in cancer. Uh, it then makes a trine at 926 a.m. to Venus. Okay, so there's a positive aspect. It's going to be a really roller coaster day. Uh, so that's going to be harmonizing with the Venusian aspects of our life and in, in supporting intuition and And maybe after the the argument of Saturday night or so, because the square happens really, really early in the morning, we may be able to find some sort of balance and equilibrium with our partners and and our family Um, early in the morning on Sunday. Maybe it's the kind of kiss and make up type of experience. Uh, And then at the same time, the moon is going to be making an opposition to Saturn uh, in Capricorn. So this is going to be triggering possibly some conversations about uh, the, how you deal with the things in your private life and how that may be affecting things publicly. Um, if we think about the domestic area of our life being cancer and the more public uh, stuff being Capricorn, um, it also may be the difference between the light and the dark. This is an aspect that's challenging us to uh, you know, really examine um, how we expand our life and how we you know, promote growth with the moon in Cancer, and how we you know, create boundaries and, and let go of things with Saturn in Capricorn. So there may be a little bit of tension between uh, the growth area of our life and, and how does it fit into the structures and limitations that we're experiencing. Anytime we have a moon opposition with Saturn, we come face-to-face with our limitations. And that may be something we experience at the end of the week on Sunday here. Um, shortly after that, Around the same time, Venus is making a sextile to Saturn and Capricorn from Scorpio at 14 degrees. So at the same time that this opposition is happening generally, we're going to be seeing uh, kind of a, a, a relief point with Venus. So I like to look at if there's any other aspects happening with, with an opposition, where, is the, where, where do we alleviate that standoff and that pressure? And it's going to come through Venus and Scorpio at this point. So this is going to come through your ability to harmonize, your ability to uh, you know, figure out what would be mutually beneficial. Uh, you remember we were talking about the six of cups and mutual distillation, and what is going to benefit both people in that, in that conversation, in that standoff? What is going, how would you merge your resources and, and, and unite uh, in a deep, cooperative way rather than, you know, standing off in your own corner. And, and you know, Venus is going to be the the, the alleviation point. That's the, the release valve, is that Venus and Scorpio ruled area of your chart. So look at the topics associated with Scorpio in your chart to, to kind of bring some equilibrium to the Cancer-Capricorn axis that you may be feeling tension around. Um, and that will be very personal for you. And if you're struggling with finding out what... What that it means in your life. Feel free to reach out if you want to schedule a reading. I have uh, lots of time right now to do do personal readings if that's something that you want to find a more you know personal expression of these aspects. It's always good to check in every once in a while with a with an astrologer and, and kind of get an objective viewpoint on your life. And I'd be more than happy to set something up. All right, as we move towards the evening, uh, we are going to be experiencing a trine between the moon. And Neptune retrograde Neptune. Before I get to that, I want to just munch in a couple munch in, I want to munch in a couple more things about uh, Venus and and Saturn. The combination of that. Uh, when we see Venus and Saturn combined in a positive relationship, like a sextile, you know, this is going to bring some sobriety to our relationships. It's going to maybe clean clean up some of the messes in our life. Remember, Venus represents cleanliness, whereas you know. Saturn was associated with things that were dirty and decaying. So this is like bringing a a cleaning aspect to the decaying things in our life. This is where we really recommit to things in relationships, where we have a a very sober uh, type of experience where we're kind of saying, okay, what is the reality of this relationship? And how do we really uh, combine our resources and our thinking and our belief systems to move forward in a healthy way? So it's about cleaning up the messes, really. I think that's one of the things you might be experiencing, too. As the moon moves into its trine with retrograde Neptune at 1218, uh, you know, we may feel a little bit spacey. We may feel emotional. Our intuition may be heightened. This is another great time to, you know, relax, I think, maybe after the difficulties of the morning, maybe we're just like exhausted and we're like, okay, we got to take a break. Let's just hang out. Maybe there's a little bit of escapism involved. Maybe you're watching some TV or some sports on TV. I don't know. That's why I like doing on Sunday afternoons. Um, and your afternoon may be colored by that that illusion quality. It's maybe a great time to go to the movies too. I actually really like the association of Neptune with the film industry. Um, so this may be a good time to just kind of give your brain a break and, and go off to a land of fantasy and enchantment. Uh, in the evening... Uh, the evening doesn't get any easier because the moon's going to be making opposition to Pluto at 20 degrees. So we're going to be triggering some of the, the, the dark stuff might bubble up uh, fr- from the depths uh, within that area of your life, that Cancer-Capricorn axis. And it's going to, again, being asked. you're going to be asked to compromise. Uh, 8 807 7 p.m. is when that becomes exact. And then the final aspect of the day is a trine between the moon and Mercury. Um, so our thinking may start to become a little bit clearer after we get rid of the gunk and unclog the the um, the sinks and toilets and you know backed up crap of our life. Maybe you've dumped some j- junk off of your phone. Be careful with your phones though, because uh, Mercury has moved into its retrograde shadow, and by Halloween it's going to be retrograding. So if you do have techn technology stuff that you're dealing with, this is a great time to back your stuff up and, and get prepared for that retrograde, so that uh, you know, crossing your T's, dotting your I's, making sure that you're, you know, being very clear in your communications um, because when it goes retrograde, there's some things you may have to deal with again. Um, so don't be careless with your, your tech uh, in, the, in the upcoming weeks. This is a great time to just prepare for that. Uh, and just pay attention to what's happening mercurially for you because you don't, if you're doing anything haphazardly right now, you're probably going to have to redo it when, when Mercury goes retrograde. Um, so, so just it's not, Mercury retrograde isn't something to fear. It's just if you're prepared and you understand what that cycle is about, um, especially in the Scorpio ruled area of your chart, uh, you're gonna, if you pay attention and you really prepare yourself mentally for it, it, it can be a liberating experience too. It's, remember, when a planet goes retrograde, it's kind of um, submitting to the divine will rather than its planetary will. Uh, so it's kind of like a, a divine course adjustment, readjustment, okay? Okay, well, that's what we've got for this week. Uh, looking ahead to next week, we've got a last quarter moon where we're going to be maybe having a little bit of a shift in our consciousness and you know, letting go of the, this cycle and preparing for the next cycle when we have a new moon on the 27th, the Scorpio new moon. The sun's going to be ingressing into the sign of Scorpio. And we're going to be preparing for that retrograde Mercury at the end of the month. Uh, There's going to be a trine between Venus and Neptune and a sextile with Venus and Pluto. And then kind of the bigger aspect, the more difficult aspect of the week next week is a square between Mars and Saturn. So Mars takes its turn squaring Saturn from the sign of Libra. Uh, so that's what we've got this week if you are enjoying these videos please click some of the links below if you want to support through a venmo donation or through a paypal me that is much appreciated i put a lot of time and energy and effort into this and if you want to keep an astrologer eating and, and supporting their family. That is always a great way to help out. Also a great way to help out if you want to get something out of it is to schedule a reading um, that puts uh, food on the table too. And, and you get something out of it as well. And we will have a nice connecting session. So um, that's what I've got for this week. And I hope all of you are having a good Libra season, moving into Scorpio and be good to yourselves and find that center Uh, and try to find that calm within the, the chaos of your life if you can. So we'll talk to you soon. Take care.